from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world. I can't wait. That's all for you, Steve. What, Michael? Yeah. That one's for Bill. All I remember about Michael is the first concert I ever took my two baby sisters to was the Jacksons and uh, Osmonds together. Really? Go away, little girl. Yeah. My, my mom and dad weren't going to go, of course. And I, I, was, I, I was a teenager I'm and they made me a, take them. I'd like a request. Can you do ABC? One, two, three? Yeah, I want to hear that. That was a good one. Ready, yeah. go. Ready, and action. ABC. It's easy as one, two, three. Yeah. That's a good song. <laughs> it doesn't sound like the original. <laughs> it did kind of, sort of, but a little off. Number three How hour. I love you coming. We're in the third hour of this mayhem known as the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn, uh, Vince Noble, Jonathan is not here. And uh, we got Bill and Steve hanging out with us and Slick over in the what, other side of the room. What about Big Hands Harold? Or <clears throat> Big Hands John, we're still waiting for him to call back. We need his number so that Bill George can call him back. Uh, last hour, we were talking a little bit about uh, some firearms news. If you didn't hear, uh, Smith & Wesson is headed out of Massachusetts down to Tennessee. And uh, the state of Florida has now 13 uh, bills that are looking at the legislative. Ten of those are anti-gun and three are pro. So, uh, you know, keep your eyes on that and let your uh, representative know how you feel about it, if you would so choose. But this past week, also, the uh, FBI Uniform Crime Report came out this past week. And um, I just wanted to kind of ask you guys in the room, I need you to think like, not like yourselves, but think of like uh, the people you see screaming loudest on social media. You're saying a liberal. Yeah, that would work. I'm going to rent a George Clooney movie tonight. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. It would be all right. Uh, Last year, it showed that there was an estimated... Total of 17,754 murder victims, of which 13,620 were killed with firearms. My question to you is, you know, because the black rifle is the end-all, be-all, we have to get rid of them, we have to ban assault weapons, all this other stuff. How many of those murders out of the 13,620 do you think were done by rifles well before bill answers it we'll let bill answer it i'll, I'll say this Nine hundred seventy-five thousand ar-15s woke up in their safes this morning and didn't kill anybody i was oh, gonna say zero exactly so how many do you think bill we'll start with you bill if i'm going to turn around and think like they do and there was 17, that's what we said yeah and there was seventeen thousand six no six, thirteen thousand thirteen thousand I'd say 18,000 and some because you couldn't count all the ones and there was really more people dying than what you think. That wow. sounds about right. That's now, Okay, that's liberal. Now, what about you, Steve? Please, no shout Truthfully? Yeah. I would say probably the percentage would be 3,000. We're talking a black rifle, right? Yeah. Probably not even that many. Maybe maybe 1,000. Okay, but if you were asking a college student, Vince, you're now a college student, what do you think the number would be out of 13,620? If I was thinking like them, all of them. You really? If I'm thinking like that. You're going to pick If most, I'm thinking like me, it's zero. Most of the time they'd pick a large number, say five or 6,000. That was the average response, five or 6,000. Nine, nine point. Yeah. Probably not 1,000, huh? No. 454. There you go. Now, here's the funny part. Not as in funny, ha ha, just as in funny how, like a clown I amuse you. 
but it's 454 rifles of any kind. So that means that a percentage of those are even less. It could be ARs. Yeah. It could be a 30-30. It could be a 30-odd six, a deer rifle, anything. It could be any type of 22. Shotgun. It could be anything. Now, out of those also, how many shotguns do you think were uh, involved in those? Uh, same probably, probably same amount. How many? Just give me a number. Go, Bill. Shotguns? Yeah. For the Earth Cool. Three, 300. 300. Steve? Uh, i say maybe a little more, maybe 500. How many for you there, Vincenzo? 429 and a half. 203. Yeah. Even less. Even less. One dollar. (laughs) Yeah. But now, see, the report does not provide specific details on what kind of rifle, lever, semi-auto, bolt-action pump, single shot, none of that stuff. It just says that it, it just says it was done by a firearm. So the chart shows that out of the 494 six slings, which are the type of firearms that were used, were not slated. Uh, most of those were done with handguns. Okay. They were 8,017 with handguns. But now, now the- here's the other part. 1,732 slings involved knives or other cutting well, instruments. That's where I was trying to get that's to. More, Th- that's more than more, everything else. That's more than rifles and shotguns combined. And another 392 people were killed with blunt instruments such as clubs or hammers, which, if you look at it, is more than shotguns and just a little bit less than rifles. And here's the big kicker. 655 of those people were beaten to death by people just using their hands or feet. That's more than shotguns or rifles. Three were beaten to death with a cat. That's the crazy part. (laughs) That, I'm not going to say that doesn't happen. I, I just made that up. I'm sorry. Barrel, <laughs> barrel yeah. cats. There you go. There you go. I don't know what happens in a meth trailer. It probably might involve a gato. Give, give me my meth. I don't know. but <laughs> think, So think about that. You had 392 killed with a blunt object, 655 beaten to death with their bare hands, and uh, 1,732 with knives, basically, or the, other cutting instruments, scissors, butt, whatever. What about the butt of the rifle? No, it's it says well that guess that could be a blunt object, sure. But if you add those numbers up, knives, blunt objects, and hands and feet kill more people than the black rifle and shotgun. Here, here's the problem. But yeah, they they want those got to go. Those have got to go. If you ever saw Ted Nugent explain, I think it was with that British guy, whatever his name was, Piers. Piers, yeah. When it when he was he said, How do you explain seventeen firearm deaths, seventeen thousand firearm deaths every year? And Ted goes, Well, let's look at the facts. Seventy five percent of them are suicides. And then you have accidental shootings. And when and when you cut through all the crap, you're talking about maybe three thousand actual gun homicides, of which less than two percent are AR fifteens. Yeah. I just like how cultured we are, the fact that he goes, What's that British feller's name? <laughs> <laughs> I that couldn't g- think of his name. That guy from across the pond. Yeah, that guy there. You know, he drinks the tea and whatnot. Look, if With if you if you know who Piers Morgan is, you probably should be doing the home and garden show. But that's probably yeah. so. But I mean it just goes to show you how the media and everybody out there just keeps screaming about this and it has nothing to do with it. Exactly. Now the ones that are of course uh, you know, shown on there exacerbated on stuff, of course, with the mass shooting or anything else like that. That's a tragedy in its own right, but no one talks about you know, uh, you know, uh, 
pissed off Wanda who uh, knifed her husband to death, or you know, a guy that stabbed somebody. He some probably dude in a deserved bar. it because he probably beat her, dude. I mean, I'd stab him too. What was uh, the one here that we just had? It was a, a stabbing here that a guy killed with a knife, and uh, I mean, it, it happens all the time. It happens more often, obviously, than you think. Why don't we stop worrying about the guns and worry about more DUI deaths? Never going to happen, though. You're exactly right. Or people bringing, uh, uh, you know, fentanyl into this country. Right. That more, right there more than ever before. That's killing more people than anyone. Ninety-one thousand people last year died from a fentanyl overdose. Yeah. Ninety-one thousand. That's more than uh, murder victims with uh, firearms, knives, hands, yeah. feet, blunt objects, and sharp objects. So wake up, people! Look at the problem. Yeah. Remember when they were doing live PD? I'll never forget that. And they had those two cops in South Carolina busting a guy. They don't know what's in the bag. And the cop's standing there holding it, and he's getting a little bit out to measure it. And all of a sudden, you see he him start out. wobbling. Boom! It was fentanyl. One little speck he inhaled, you know, wow. nothing. Yeah, they had to Narcan him like twice. Uh, yeah, yeah they were running to the cars getting Narcan because he was going out. He was out. Yeah. Done and done. Well, anyway, just so you have some backup, if anybody ever gets in your face again and starts doing these statistics and all this other kind of happy crap, you just go ahead and tell them 655 people were beaten to death, and that's more than uh, shotguns and basically uh, rifles combined. You're going to make fun of me saying uh, that English guy and he's talking happy crap over here? <laughs> well, I've, bu- I've been busting his ball since the start of the show. It was yeah. just your turn. Yeah. I've been busting uh, everybody's. Okay. That's true. All right. So I got the gun stuff out of the way because Bill George has been and Wait. Vince have been beating me up. Wait. What? Do you want to tell him? Tell him what? I will leave. Go ahead. No, what is it? What, what the is big the, announcement. What's the big announcement? It's huge. What is it? Huge. Oh, here we go. You ready? Did you have an erection? He's, he's no finally, he, finally, the pills worked. <laughs> he's t- changing his name to Bernadette. Problem is, it happened in church. You're so going anyway. to get a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> Absolutely not. All right. What's the what matter, boys? You ready? Yeah. Not only that you guys are now you know, big-time radio stars. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Now you're going to be on TV. How am I going to be on TV? We, as the Big and Wild Outdoor Shows, We'll be on Carbon TV. Uh, so is that what you were talking about with Bill George about putting I the camera had, in here and all yes that other sir. stuff? I had a fantastic conversation with Julie McQueen. She's the president of Carbon TV. And uh, in the next few weeks, watch out. She wants us? They, she wants us. Does that mean I have to wear I shoes wish. when I come in here? Uh, yeah. It means we're going to have to put on pants, boys. Oh, no. Uh, well, we can always film for the chest up. I mean, it's all good. Cool. Really? So we yeah. just have to wear Hawaiian shirts? We're not wearing Hawaiian shirts. Hawaiian shirts it is. Got it. Okay. Bill George. It works. <laughs> <laughs> it works for you. Well, you got to look pretty, boys. You're well, that's be on awesome. TV. So, uh, I mean, is it uh, we're just going to do the film uh, dealio thing in here? And then yeah. uh, put? is it going to be live on there? Uh, not yet. I mean, I'm going to work on the live part a little bit later. Yeah. There's a couple other cameras that I want to get. Steve, you're going to have to get a haircut uh, if you're going to uh, hang uh, out with I'm her. I'm not going to be on. No. Okay, good. Yeah. I mean, we can't. We're just gonna we're gonna get a picture of like Stone Cold, and every time it goes to <laughs> Steve, <laughs> we'll just put him over in the corner. Yeah, just put the cut out over here. Mike, he'll, he'll turn around. Steve will go on the mic next door. Yeah, That'd that be way nice. he can be over there. And yeah, I'll I'll, I'll help out Slick. Well, do you do? One I don't do TV. I well. Yeah, you've done TV in the past. I did his show, but I was really uncomfortable. I don't, I don't like being on video. We had, we had to have a libation well, there with us. No. <laughs> How many different aliases have you had on the radio? One. One? Just one other yeah. one? Well, two. Well, I mean, I'm going to be legendary one day. Name, I don't want so. somebody to not know that I wasn't slick, so. 
Your only alias was uh, Jack. Jack Strap. Jack Strap, yeah. That's okay. your only alias. And I will be that later today on 98.7 The Shark. <laughs> Real rock and roll. Which is an awesome station, to yeah, be honest is. with you. I don't know who's it, programming that, but they're doing a hell of a job. I, I really it. like it, too. But it just, right there, as I'm getting into Polk County, it just tends to fade. Well, that's when you have to well, switch over to the letting the listeners know that. Yeah. <laughs> good, good going. That's Radio you know 101. What? Let me tell you where you they, they play crappy music between three and six. <laughs> <laughs> Only when straps on. I tell you what, one of these days he's going to break into radio, I'm convinced. One of these days. He'll yeah. get his big shot somewhere outside of uh, Birmingham, I think. Yeah. Uh, one of those deals. Uh, but the other big news is... Uh, not only that we're going to be on Carbon TV and going to be up there doing our podcast and our live cast on there as well, but uh, Bill George has gone and done some digging along with his sidekick Vince uh, on the uh, Redfish assessment I, that just I came am out. Super proud of Vince. Hey, you I like mean, that? I mean, uh, I of course looked on social media this past week and watching all the captains and how many redfish are being pulled out of the bays and other areas is just is amazing. I mean, they're not just little tiny. Redfish that me and Gino used to have to They're go out there and pluck. They're big, nice, juicy, delicious-looking redfish well, that we can't keep. Well, at the next commission meeting on the 6th, this coming week, Wednesday, they're going to be discussing staff's going to turn so turn around and uh, present to the commission their a report. And we, well, I guess we'll talk about it right after the break. I would like to hear it. And then, of course, I would also like to see what Vince has uh, brought in because he's got a big old stack of papers that we'll never get there. All right, we're <laughs> going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by our good buddies over there, Brandon Ford. If you need a new car or truck, go get them. If you need a new car that used to be a used car but it's new to you, go see them. They'll hook you up as well. Brandon Ford right there at 301 and what? What are you looking at? An Atomo. We'll be right back. Or truck. That's our business. Speaking of Leonard Skinner, if you get a chance on Netflix, now we're, we're all Floridians, say something about Skinner to get slapped down this state. That is they, true. They have a, an incredible best thing I ever saw on that on that band called uh, "If I Leave Here Tomorrow," and it's like a three-hour documentary. It I is saw that phenomenal. One. Yeah, I saw that one. They had the manager uh, that was talking about their uh, adventures. Uh, by the way, this is Big and Wild Outdoors, Brain, Vince, Steve, and Bill, <laughs> and uh, it's okay. He was talking about how them boys, Ronnie Van Zant and all them boys, they said, i tell you about them boys. They're Southern boys, true and true. They and, fight you. And he goes, they will fight you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, well, you know, that's where that song, uh, What's Your Name, came from. They, they were like in upstate New York, and somebody screamed something at them and hit the side of their bus, and they piled off and started <laughs> fighting about 20 guys in the Bronx. Yeah. Uh, he said uh, there was a couple times in bars where somebody would get rowdy or whatever, and... Next thing you know, it'd be like, hang on, fellas, and off the stage they'd go, and a uh, big old brawl would break, break out. Yeah, Man, Ronnie awesome. Van Sant was a bad dude. I mean, they fought each other. They'd have fights on the bus and tear the bus up. Yeah, but uh, that is a good one. I've seen that, Doc, and it's and, really and, good. and you think about nobody had any music lessons. All those guys learned by ear. And Alan Collins, I think, is just one of the greatest guitar players ever. What I did, I did not I know this. I didn't know that either. But uh, Van uh, Zant was such a perfectionist. That he drove he, them nuts. He drove them absolutely crazy because he would say that what it sounded like on the album, that's why these people are in our audience. They want to hear what they hear on the record. 
They don't want to go off on some three-hour tangent like yeah, the Grateful some Dead. solo they never heard of. Yeah, they want to yeah. hear the, a, a note for note. And if you hit a bad note during the show, he would bing, he'd, it, 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 he'd remember it. Yeah. He'd be like, yeah, it was great until you hit that G note right there in the middle. Give me three steps. Yeah. Blew the whole damn set. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was like... He was hardcore. He really Yeah, if was. you get a chance to watch it, I'm telling you, if you're a Skinner fan at all, it's an amazing yeah. documentary. I actually pulled it up the last time we talked. I haven't watched it, but it's in my queue. Yeah. And watch. it's also sad, too, because they talked yeah. to them after the Well, after they, the plane they, crash they take you right through the plane crash, what happened, and, and you know, yeah. they were told to get off that thing and get it serviced, which they didn't do. No. And the survivors will uh, tell you just how what it was like during the crash. Right? Yeah. Was, uh, I, mean, I mean, I did a, a nightclub appearance. I can't remember where it was. Somewhere in Pinellas. With Artemis Pyle, the drummer, who Ronnie didn't really care for a lot, because uh, he was kind of the hippie man, but he fights you too because he was an ex-marine, I think, and and he just said it was just unbelievable because he goes, the pilot said, "Boys, there ain't nothing but trees, and we're going in." Yep, grab and, something and, and hang he, on. He said he could lean forward and look through the cockpit, and you could just see nothing but pine trees. Yeah, that's not good. That sucks. Yeah. Well, these days, uh, changing the station a little bit. Uh, uh, Let's go fishing. I will say this: if you I go like out, it. if you go out and you hit certain areas of Tampa Bay, uh, if you follow any of the captains on social media that fish it quite often, you will see that, uh, like pine trees, apparently there are redfish everywhere. But now you talk to another captain uh, a week or a month ago, and they're like, "We got to shut it down. There's got to be limits no, on no, that. No. You can't do anything with that redfish. There's not, not enough redfish yet. There's not enough redfish out there to keep it going. There's just not not, not enough." And these these are all monster redfish. You know why they're saying that? Because it's easy for them to take their clients out, get them hooked up, and that's one less fish they have to clean at the end yes. of the day. Yes. I don't well, know. Your boy it, Jim Pollard has been pulling reds out for the past four boy months. Can, that boy could fish. Seriously. Now, now, we turn around at the FWC commission meeting on the 6th. They're going to have an update on the redfish. They, there was the first annual redfish summit, which, of course, CCA sponsors and this and that but they went over the most recent stock assessment and the stock assessment is where fwri the the fish and wildlife research institute just down the road not far from here mm-hmm. Got looks bro. at a whole series of data data including what the people catch in the nets what the anglers are catching it it gets data from everything and all combines it into a stock assessment and You've heard for for years now of how these redfish are not recovered. We need to protect them. We need this red tide, which did not kill redfish in mass numbers. They they turn around. They've been trying to artificially keep it closed. The stock assessment is in. 20% SPR is biologically sustainable. It used to be 35 as the goal for redfish. They moved it up to 40 what do you think Southwest Florida, where we've been denied the ability to keep a, a redfish, is at the stock assessment? I'm going to say 20% over the uh, minimum, at least. If it's 40, then we're probably at 60. We are currently at 72% SPR. No. And but that they are insane. keeping it closed because something that doesn't kill it is a good reason for them to use to shut it down. It's all political. What, what, what's the something that could have killed it? What are you talking Red about? Red tide. Red tide. It's a, it's what they've used as an but excuse. Have you, okay, but 
on the flip side, have you been in the water during the red tide and seen what was out there? Yes, yes. I have. I have. Did you see the redfish? No. Are you kidding me? No. Then you were not in the red tide area. Yeah, I got. I got. Tons of pictures of. Were you in Tampa Bay? Yes. Dude, he spent six hours going from not only ever from Gandy all the way over down the beaches, all the way down Fort DeSoto, all the way back up. Every dumpster. Every dumpster, every place, down at the pier, everywhere else. He went and went down there and then watched what the fish that were being brought in. He actually went down there and uh, watched them empty the boats. Dump them into the dumpster, into the, the the big dumpster thing, so they could take it to the incinerator. And you know what was really funny? Ninety percent of the stuff they were pulling out of there was what? Bait fish, grass, but grass and on, bait fish. Hold on now, though. I was in Snell Island, all around. You know, Coquina Key. How many did you all, see? On top of my head, like a dozen and a half. Oh, a dozen and a, a half. A dozen and a That's half. That's just what I saw. A dozen and a half. That's just what I saw. Do you hear that? A yeah. dozen and a half. How many that dead fish of hours. any other species did you see? There was bait fish galore. I understand Did that. we close bait fish? Well, no. Of course they didn't. No. Why not? And there's over 100,000 taken every day. That is true. But now I will say this. You said you saw them. I understand that. That was just in a two-hour span. But you got to understand. Are you sure they're not catching release mortality? No. Did they die of red tide? Or was that because somebody kept taking pictures with them? Or got them in a cast net and yeah. knows they can't keep them, and they died, and they let them go. Well, How since do you they were determine floating that? in the other pile of dead fish. Well, here's the problem. You ready? You saw a dozen redfish. At least. So if a 1,000 people saw those same dead redfish... Now how many dead redfish have they seen? And if you saw redfish and they saw redfish, and the person, because they saw redfish, it starts adding up. See, exactly. That's what, that was my point. For you guys. It, it yeah. really doesn't matter. We're at 72% SPR. Eight on your side. We'll be back after this. <laughs> 72%. I was just like, I was listening to this. I was like, this needs like investigative report. That, You've got that, Bill George. I could see him popping up that, out of a dumpster with a microphone. Exactly. <laughs> that starts, I, I was. I was on dumpsters and everything else. I, it, it was crazy. Do that creepy but, guy voice that you do from the uh, the mystery thing. And then that's when. They, oh, you're uh, talking about Keith. Uh, yeah, Keith, uh, whatever his name is. They <laughs> said there were red dead this, fish everywhere. <laughs> Listen, where is there? Creepy. News we'll on your side out. has the story. I, oh, you just killed the whole mood. <laughs> yeah, you did. I, Thanks, I, Slick. I turned around. I even called up FWC, the Research Institute. I said, listen, I'm out here. I'm I bet driving. they couldn't wait for that call. Oh, yes, yeah. correct. <laughs> I said, I'm driving everywhere trying to find a dead trout, redfish, or snook. Can you please point me in any direction in which there's anything of any significance of any kills of trout, redfish, or snook? Uh, trout, no, redfish, or snook. We do not have, we do not have anything where there's 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 been anything it of was such. I mean, I was seeing tarpon, snapper. I saw a couple of grouper. I was seeing snook, redfish. All those species all closed, right? No, they're not. Why not? Sure. Well, the why? trout. Wait, hold on. Trout's closed. Snook's closed, and red is closed. Those are but, closed. But why are we only closing those three species? Why do we only care about those three species? Because those are the ones we can eat. No. 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 That's what I want. That's what I want. Targeted fish by sure. certain individuals doing certain things that have L a very big voice when it comes to the FWC. What do you have any charter captains out there saying, listen, I can go put you on a whole bunch of catfish? Absolutely not. 
Why not? Or pinfish or grunts. Because that's what the people don't want. Exactly. Well, now, I got to ask you this because uh, this is kind of weird. If the union was telling your, uh, your city council what laws you could pass, does that mean they're representing the people or they're representing the union? All right. Well, then it's the same thing with the FWC. If the FWC is taking the recommendations from certain people and certain in- and organizations, and they're not taking it from the individual, who are they representing? Uh, I see the I see the point. Yeah. I get it. I mean, I get it. Yeah. I mean, if 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 a, if a million and a half people are out there wanting to catch redfish and trout, and their voices aren't being heard because, because of the three hundred fish. Yeah. If we turn the catfish into a trophy fish, we can talk about it after the break when we come back because we're brought to you by. Brandon Ford, and we're out. Okay. Okay. Maybe I guess the rest. Vince, you well, better hope that when you put that stuff on Carbon TV that you don't, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> do some really good editing. <laughs> it's a Big and Wild Outdoors. Welcome back, everybody. Braden Gunn, Vince Noble. Uh, we got Bill George in the house. Steve sitting in here rubbing his eye because we make you get up early and sleepy time. And uh, Slick hanging out over there under glass. Uh, Before the break, talking about the redfish assessments, that we are 70% above where it really needs to be to be open and have people go out and enjoy them and maybe fillet a few and put them on the grill. That would be a a nice uh, treat for someone out there, I'm sure. Um, I didn't see that many dead redfish when I went out and did my peruse after Bill went out there and did his peruse. Uh, I did see a lot of bait fish. I saw some uh, grunts, uh, a couple of uh, uh, sea bass out there, and I saw some others, but nothing of real significance. Uh, I've said it on the show before. When I was a kid, after we had the red tide after the hard freeze, they were dead tarpon literally back up in Riviera Bay. That was a bad, bad red tide. But it wasn't because of the red tide. Mostly it was because they were already weakened after the – um, the, the the previous cold and all the other stuff that had just taken its toll. And yeah. so something like that, it, everybody was on board. Yes, shut it down, close it down, do whatever. But when you have numbers that actually tell you that every th- one of these things should be opened back up and they still refuse to do it, it just it drives me crazy. And, and really that's, that's the thing is that they're supposed to be science-driven, and I don't care. You can say there's a social asset aspect to it, and that's where – you go from the 20% and say my goal's 40% because the social aspect says, hey, I want a, lo- a hard catch rate and I want to go out there and have a good time fishing. Yes, move it from what's sustainable to the, the 40%. But anything, keeping it closed as far as I'm concerned at this point is criminal. And it should they should have already opened it up well, and, yeah. and they shouldn't even wait. Well, doesn't it. it expire October 11th? The, I'm not too sure what the date is. They made it so that it pushed it back just after the commission meeting so that it at least get to the commission meeting so that they could. But if they keep even south of the bay here closed, the bay is only expect to expire. But down south, it is still fixing to be closed still. And that really, when you know that you're at 72%, Anybody who comes up to you and says it has not recovered right says your your biological people in FWRI are lying to you. Well, what gets me is you have the numbers, you have the uh, assessment, everything else that they always demand, 
and but they're not listening to it. But on the other hand, not when it comes to fishing. Oh, but, no. but a story that came out this <clears throat> this past week, the uh, Hernando County commissioners up there voted to ask the FWC to designate the Wikiwachi River uh, as a springs protection zone, a new classification created by the legislator earlier this year to provide the authority to protect Florida's precious springs and spring runs. Um, the source of the Wikiwachi River, now this is, they have the numbers, they did the assessments, they did all the stuff, and so the FWC is now going to be going along with these recommendations. So they'll they'll believe that when it comes to the springs, but they don't believe the numbers and say, hey, you know what, We let's just open it up and do whatever because we're well above what we need to be. So how can they do that, though? They've got one thing doing one and the other... That's what I mean. It's like opposite. it's almost like it's almost like hypocritical in the fact that they'll listen to the numbers and all the stuff when it comes to a spring and go, well, you know what, we'll, we'll no, jump no. right on that. There's a common theme to what it is. It's if I'm putting in a further restriction right now, I'm good with it. If it's opening up access, I'm not good with it. So if the data says to close something, true. okay, and, and name anything out there right now in the last number of years that they turned around and said, hey, we, we can give you more access, you know. They had to fight with the feds for snapper, okay, but it, it, it was crazy. Well, it, it was I, crazy. I, but You know, you're right. It's like anything else in government. Once it's already put into place, it's harder to remove it than it was to get it implemented. And like this thing that's going on with WikiWatchy, um, they were talking about it's not the spring, it's not trash or anything else, it's – uh, the fact that people are, are pulling up onto the banks and they're standing in the shallows, they're getting on the sandbars and they're doing all that stuff. They literally want to make it to where if you get into a kayak and you go paddle down and then paddle back up, that's all you can do. You cannot stop and get out. You can't swim. You can't do any of this other you stuff. You can't even swim? No. Uh, you can't get out. That's and stupid. You can't moor on the side. You cannot disembark in any way out of uh, your kayak canoe or whatever it is that you're going to be uh, floating down the the uh, run on. And um, now you got people that are saying, wait a minute, dude, you're going to put me out of business. I mean, I rent kayaks. Correct. I rent canoes here. I do all this stuff. And they're also limiting accesses to where you can put in at and take out and all that stuff. And everybody's like ganging up on all these people saying, well, you can't go through this park. You can't go through this section. You can't go through that section. And now well, it was so divided where you could get out in the kayak at this area, but not before it or after it. But there people, is, there's no signage. There's no nothing to tell these people, and they're all tourists. Yeah, <laughs> there there is a case of saying we love stuff too much, and and we do put a a, a burden upon it that is greater than what what the resource can can sustain, but. The funny thing is, you'll turn around and say, "Okay, you can't get in to swim there." But in order to tell you where you can't swim there, we're going to go drive metal signs down in the water, <laughs> yeah. and we're going to do all this stuff, and we're going to, re re you know, wreck pristine. I can't tell you how many times I go to try and take a picture of like an alligator or something, and you're trying. How can I find a place that doesn't have a man-made object in the background where it looks wild? Okay, it, it looks wild. And so what we're going to do is take this wild area and we're going to put up a bunch of signs that that do it. I, you turn around that embankment that they put when they're doing construction. You can't have a construction on a road, and you can't have runoff, so they put that barrier in to prevent any 
front off, but they come in with a trencher machine, trench it, and disturb all the ground, and then that runs into the water. <laughs> well, but, I, I, this kind of goes hand in hand what we're talking about with the redfish. I, I just don't understand why, the, since they have what they need, and they have the science and everything else that they don't make a quicker decision. And I understand that they want to hear the last voices. No, you got to understand that time I busted in on the captain's meeting with Eric Sutton, the executive director. Eric was coming to the captains and saying, we must open it. The science then, this is a long time ago. Yeah, the science says ago. we need to open it. It's, it's, it's where it needs to be. And after that meeting with private Charter captains and the executive director of FWC, they 180 degree went and reversed their position, and and kept it closed. Here, here's one thing I was reading in, our, in the FWC manual that they you can print off. Okay, the, the stakeholders, right? How are the stakeholders and who are the stakeholders? Number one, how are they getting a bigger voice than the people? But they want one of the one of the desired regular you know, regulatory changes they want to do is a more holistic approach to management. I, I, Bill George and I have had this all the time, and I, I, I'm, uh, I, he says, you know, stakeholders, anybody. It could be a visitor from England. It could be somebody who wanted to come from Canada. How do I become a stakeholder? Well, you are here. You're a stakeholder. You are. And but I always said that if you don't have a, if you don't have any skin in the game, if you're not buying a fishing license, if you're not buying a hunting license, and all this other stuff, then you have no voice when it comes to what I do. That's uh, like voting. Was. Well, I. I hate to get on this subject. I hate to get on it, but it's like, let's take the abortion issue. If you're not a female, you have no voice in in what happens in the abortion world, okay? Do you, I agree. I mean, you hear that from Washington to wherever state you live in, that if you're not a girl, then you can't make these laws and all this other stuff that affect me. Well, let's look at it from a hunter. If you're not buying a hunting license and you're not a hunter and you're not out in the woods... Then you should have no voice in what I'm but, doing and what I do out in the woods. But I, you and have the same people, thing on the water. You have people who just want to ride around on their bikes or their horseback, and they that's just fine. See and they it. can do that. They can do that as long as they're not riding so, through my stuff and harassing me. My question is, what is a more holistic approach well, to the management? I, what is that? I, I no, 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 it's words. If you go back and you look at just these redfish, their their recent things that they present to the commissioners are. We have we have a slightly downward trend from our 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 history and and it doesn't sit there and say we're still blowing you know black smoke out and rolling on great. It says oh we're just not quite as good as we used to be. Well these numbers say we're rocking and rolling. So I don't care if we used to be at seventy three and now we're at seventy two. We're we got lots of fish out there and they should be saying. How can I give the people back more access to the excess over the goal? That would have been the ultimate thing that okay. you could hear come out of their mouths. So, but, but it won't. So, so instead of saying, here's your slot limit, go keep two redfish. Okay, so now let me riddle me this, Batman. You have a limit. We, we open up redfish. We catch them. I'm from out of state. I'm in a hotel. I don't have a kitchen. I don't have a way to cook it. Can my captains Keep it, and they, you can't, but why? You can. The captains can keep it, but they can't have a catch limit that exactly. gets given to the car charter, okay? If you turn around, a captain can go out there, 
and once you get back to dock, if, if Braden took a charter out with the captain and and the captain at the end of the day says, hey, do you want all those trout? No, I only need so many for dinner. Captain says, do you mind if I keep a couple? All great. No problem with that. But he can't sit there and say, Braden, you can keep more than your limit because you get my limit too. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, farmer's deer tag when you're out somewhere and they go, well, if you see another big old buck run across here, just shoot him. And I'm like, well, dude, I only got one buck tag. Well, I got my... I got my farmer's tag. I just slap that on there, man. Look, That's no just open deal. it up. Fat kid wants to eat, man. Well, I, I think with the stock assessment being what it is, hopefully at this next commission meeting that uh, this will be a turnaround point. Yeah. Just in time for winter. You know. <laughs> yeah. You know, when things are uh, slowing down and uh, fishing's not as great as it usually is. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by our good friends at Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. I cannot pee off the back of a boat. I'm sorry. <laughs> I remember when I was a little girl. That, that's that's what they make five-gallon buckets for. <laughs> I can't do it. I, I'm it not going to stand rough. out there it's with 35 much. people in the past. How you doing? This is my penis. <laughs> Welcome I've never the- seen nothing so small. <laughs> this is an outdoor show, and uh, it is outdoor, and uh, we were talking about the... Uh, Couple of what fishing is, what trips. What's up with Mr. Insult today? In there. Vision. He, Rodney Dangerfield. In yeah, he's having a good time. He Let had him some go. sugar. He ate some donuts. Did you yeah. eat a donut? You I didn't. did eat a donut. Uh, Cut him back to half a donut next week. <laughs> we're screwed. <laughs> Steve and I were going through reminiscing. I'm take the easy shots. That's all it is. Talking about getting him out and going fishing, and I said, "Man, call up our buddy Singletary. Man, he's working for uh, Hubbard oh, now." I have all I these captains promise. promise. Uh, yeah, but he was like, are there, but, "Who delivered?" Well, you did, yeah, with, but, with, with my grandson and his dad. And why was that? Because he didn't want to get sick. I'm going to puke on the boat. So his, his retort to that was, I'm not going to get on any boat where I'm going to be puking. I go, dude, just uh, take some Dramamine like you did when we went out with banana, Anna, Anna, and, banana, uh, or whatever. And I puked, and so did Veronica. You didn't puke. Veronica puked, you didn't puke. Otherwise, I would have remembered that because I would be laughing my butt off. Were you there when I knocked up my old lady? I guess you'll deny that, too. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> Wait, you, you don't know what wait, I did. Did I you did, puke that? You have the memory. You you put one thing into another. You puked out on Bill Curry's boat uh, for a couple of times. Every then, week you sit in here and tell the story that yeah. I go, dear God, that never happened. And then you, and hey. then once I got you all back, I said, just stay out here and fish. Keep your mind you off of it. You did say that. And then you didn't puke again. And you were fine. I was Every, catching tons of, of uh, kings and Spanish mackerel. I, it was to the point to where everybody else just kind of just walked inside. Steve's out there all by himself handing like five rods. Go to the one! Go to the one! He chubbed the water. He was doing hey. great. But so why wouldn't you feel the same way if you went out with uh, David and, and got out there? Yeah, I don't know. But, promises, promises. But, Captains, I'll, I'll almost take you, man. But, but you weren't looking to get out. You just want some fish. Right. I just want some fish. Is that what you want? Yeah. You don't want to catch. You just want fish. I yes. don't care. I just want some grouper. Well, grouper. Guess, let yeah. me see if I have some red grouper in the freezer. What are you doing? Yeah, I want some that's from last year. That'd be great. No, it was like a month ago. <laughs> what, what was it open a month ago? I can go to Win Dixie oh, and get that. Oh, oh, wait, wait. When was two, that closure? Two, two months what, ago. What? <laughs> <laughs> two months ago, Bill. Two, Bill. Two. I'm just, I'm just trying to make sure because you know, if it was closed, you don't want to have no, it no, from no, then. No, it wasn't closed. Is there any particular besides just grouper? I mean, uh, grouper no, tastes I like take, cardboard. I, no, it doesn't. I like it. That, that, there's, but, sea, uh, I like sea bass. Isn't that in a grouper family? Sea bass actually has more flavor than grouper. All right. Sea bass is very good. Yeah. What's well, What's wrong with some redfish? I but, like redfish. No, boys. No. You know what time of year it is? It is October. 
that was ready. I tell you what, you, you, you do you no. do a, you do a bird and fish. You do the bald eagle with the <laughs> manate- bald no. eagle manatee, and <laughs> it is triple tail time. Oh, oh. triple well, tail! They time. closed triple tail at one point, put more restrictions on triple tail. That's right, the because limits. too many I people used to were date going a girl out. called triple tail. I'm sure you did. I'm sure this you is did. wrong. So. No, it's but, October. It's triple tail, but then you got winter coming up, so it's going to be sheep's head if yeah, there's any left. Man, I don't want to go fishing, though. No. I just, just to fish. Yeah. Just give me the reward. Cut all the crap in front of it, <laughs> including the head and tail. Take it all off. Just bring a nice fillet. Yeah. Is that what you like? Yeah. Just a nice fillet. And then, you know, David Singletary, known him for 37 years. Every time I talk to him, Dude, I got you old big bag. I'm getting ready to drop up. Never hear from him for three months. He's working for Dylan now, so he's out every single day doing 24-hour trips and all the other stuff. I mean, oh, but if he needed something from me. But, but you know what? Then that's when you say, David, I would be more than happy to help you with that as soon as the red snapper <laughs> yeah, fillet show up. You know what? I'm moving, and you guys will be wishing. Hey, the, the, the bench warmers on the line. I, I, I'll okay. turn around. I'll see if I can't find a, a FWC confiscation or something to give you. Let's just go fish the seawall, man. That means you're going to get a bunch of dead sea raccoons. Wall. I can do that from uh, the shore? You're going to get yeah. a bunch of dead raccoons, and Bill George is going to tell you that it's uh, grouper fillets. Carlos, what are you doing? Yo, what's up, man? What's up, number two? I asked you a question, and he asked me a question. No, I just called real quick to welcome Vince to the show, you know? Yeah. yeah. Not for sure. 100%, I'm the undisputed number one co-host <laughs> in the world. That's so, you know. Is that what we're doing? We're giving ourselves <laughs> titles now? Well, yeah. I guess so. Carlos has got the uh, title from a long time ago, so uh, it's one of those That's things. Right. Uh, you know, I think his is like grandfathered in. And you guys gave me the name, the Cuban Redneck, that moniker, remember? Yeah, well, actually, I think that was self-imposed, well, and we just went along with it. Well, no, it wasn't proving my point. That's a lie. There, we must did. Be, there must be an old tape somewhere that we can listen to. I, 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 good luck of that one. Well, old tapes. I why don't, don't we pull some teeth while we're at it? Hey, <laughs> we, did, we did get you out this year, alligator hunting. Got you out. Your buddy was supposed to go, and he didn't show. and He's flaked out. Yep. Yep. Yep, and so uh, rule. One of my rules is if somebody don't show up, we we make them know with a picture that they missed out. And so we. Yeah, we he took was him. he was suffering. He was looking. He asked me, "Hey, can we go next this Saturday?" And I was like, "I don't know, man. People got schedules." What are you gonna know. do? What are you gonna do with that gator? Are you just gonna cook it? Are you gonna eat what? it? Oh he, no, it wasn't mine. It was uh, actually uh, Bill's son, William. That was his tag. Yep. Ah, so and you were just I didn't the helper. Get tags this year. You were the helpy helperson. Good for you. Carlos was the yeah, harpooner. The poon. I'm always I'm always the harpooner. You know. Yeah. So it's from all those days of shooting a BB gun behind Burger King up in the Bronx. Yep. <laughs> Got good. Yeah, aim. man. So <clears throat> I know the show's gonna wrap up, man. I just want to call, say hello, and and wish Vince the best. Thanks, brother. I appreciate uh, you. I miss you, man. Uh, yeah, but I heard bench warmer. <laughs> you didn't hear that. that. Okay. I heard that, okay? Okay, uh, second string. I mean, back yeah. up. I mean, thanks, Carlos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll see you around. <laughs> see you, buddy. All right, great, guys. Bro. Take care, man. Have a great day. You All too, right. buddy. Get out of here. All right. I, I got to ask you this because in uh, his notes he didn't bring it up. Uh, temporary Southwest Florida mer- uh, measures. It said uh, Sarasota Bay to Gordon Pass expires on May 31st, 2022. Okay, so and that's my point is 
we have a closure that's still slated to go to May 22, and we time. know, and we know that we're at 72 percent, 20 percent sustainable, 40 percent gold. We're at 72. That is criminal, bro. It took him 30 years to figure out the Goliath Grouper. It's going to take some time to do this, okay? No, yeah. uh, this is that's criminal. And it does say on the uh, on their website where he printed this off that it says the temporary catch and release measures. Now, you for you folks listening out there, don't take this to the bank, but it says that the EO, which is the executive order, expires on October 11th. So that doesn't mean that on to- October. 10th they don't extend it or whatever it is which they have kicked and kept doing yeah so uh you know don't take it as i heard it on the big and wild that oh, it expires on uh, october 11th we can get back out there and catch uh redfish trout and uh, well and let's smoke. keep in mind too I'm, let's hope that they do this at the meeting you, you're going right yes I'll please god record it goliath grouper tags they're gonna hopefully run it like the gator tags listen but this is the problem they want to charge you 500 dollars. okay that's silly for for a Goliath Grouper tag plus a ten dollar application fee, okay, and then they want to tell you you can't really keep a Goliath Grouper. You can keep a smaller Goliath. Why grouper. can't we keep a Goliath Grouper? Because they're proposing a slot limit. You could keep. You got to get a snook. A cobia has to be bigger almost than the Goliath Grouper. That's crazy. Okay, That's we That's talked sad. about this. There's no yeah. way I'm keeping some small Goliath yeah. Grouper like that. It's I'm, a, not I'm a slick. I'm a slick. If I'm going to go out to go kill an elephant, then damn it, I'm killing an elephant. I'm not out there to kill baby elephant. Correct. I'm Correct. out there to like slick does. I want to see me on Channel 10 with a 500 pounder on the back of a tow truck. Kill it right here. Put a 44 okay. bag right through his head. Through the hook, right, it, right off the back of the truck, right in there right. in the water. If you look at what's having the negative impact with the angular anglers out there on the structures and what's taking all the gr- gli- uh, groupers and everything else they're trying to catch, it isn't a 22-inch Goliath grouper. No, it's a VW bug. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And so, yeah, you're giving some access, but you're not really solving the frustrations of the people or truly giving people access to what they're looking for, which is that Goliath fish. That's what you want. Now, I know that a lot of people want to reel them up to the top, jump in, and get their picture taken with it and go home. You can do that year-round. Fine, fine, go. For, yeah, exactly. But if, uh, as Glenn would do, you know, uh, you got to feed uh, 500 people at his church, you know, go out there, let That's him get a 200. Let him go out there and get a 200-pounder. That way you're done. One fish, one and done. We're out of here. Yeah. Uh, instead of sitting out there catching uh, whatever the uh, allotment is that you're going to be able to keep of it, the juvenile and, ones. And one of the things with their proposal is there is still, which is which is great, which is the need to give biological data to the FWC because there's some part of the research that's missing. And, and a, lot a, that, lot of missing. And a lot of that is some of the information from the very big, big Goliath grouper. Well, if you don't allow these people to catch them, how are they going to supplement some of that missing data points? Yeah, that's a good okay. point. And so, and that's why I always said they should have the scuba divers, the skin divers involved, because when you put a powerhead through it, it doesn't throw up. <laughs> it's dead. You bring it up, and you guys can cut it up and dig through them stomach contents all you want to, because if you ever seen one reeled up to the top, everything's emptied out on the way up. They, they never get a stock. Enjoy well, your breakfast. There's some shells here, so that gives us the indication that they only eat crustaceans. There's some shell particles here. 
Oh, uh, you don't, because, yeah, all the soft tissue's gone, bro. <laughs> on the way up. Power head, bring him up. There you go. What's in there? Holy crap, he's got like 9,000 fish in here. Pancakes, everybody. Yum, yum. Lots of syrup. <laughs> and butter. <laughs> we'll see you guys next Saturday. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Vince, Bill, Slick, Steve, whoever else decides to show up. We'll see what goes on. See you next Saturday. Right here. Have fun, you guys. Be safe.